0: Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Switched on Pop.
2: Welcome to Switch On Pop. I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. And I'm songwriter Charlie Harding.
3: And I'm producer Rihanna Cruz.
2: Charlie, Rihanna. Do you know what the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 is as of this recording?
3: Does it happen to be Lizzo? Well... About them time?
2: I vote with Rihanna. Y'all are exactly right. It's about damn time for another Lizzo single to hit number one. Charlie, Rihanna, I want to break down why this song has risen to the top of the charts. I want to listen to a few other songs from Lizzo's latest album, Special, and hear how her sound is evolving. And then I want to delve into one of the controversies that has come up around this album. Are you ready to come on this Lizzo Odyssey with me?
3: Let's do it.
2: I'm on the boat. That's an Odyssey reference, Charlie? I was continuing your metaphor. All right. Who's Telemachus in this situation?
3: <laughs> you are speaking a foreign language to me.
2: They didn't force you to read Homer in high school? No. Uh,
3: the only Homer I know is Mr. Simpson.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to begin our investigation, let's hit play at the very start of this smash hit about damn time. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I hear this and I feel like, okay, this is kind of a continuation of the sound that Lizzo gave us on her last album, Cuz I Love You. You can compare this track to one of the hits from that album, Juice. Similar kind of lyrical affirmations, pithy, memeable phrases. What about the sound? Well, it's that disco funk vibe that has taken over pop music ever
0: since the beginning of disco, but there's been a resurgence that I name back to like Daft Punk's Random Access Memories. Like this new Lizzo track sounds a lot like the opening to Lose Yourself to Dance, which Daft Punk did with Pharrell. It's got that four to the floor drum groove, a relentless bass line, and of course that funk guitar we know so well from Nile Rodgers. That song of course was produced by Nile Rodgers of Chic who helped innovate that disco funk guitar sound. So it's all coming very full circle. Anyway, what else should we be listening for here, Nate?
2: I love what happens when we get to the pre-chorus of About Damn Time. Oh, I've been so down and under slap I
1: bass!
2: Yes, we have that funky slap bass bass. Just slap into bass all over the place, <laughs> and we have this exciting rhythmic contrast. It makes me think of something that the album's producer Ricky Reed said in an interview with Vulture. He said that Lizzo told him, "quote I just want the drums on a Lizzo album to be leading the conversation," and what that means to me is that. She wants this song, this album, to just be rhythmically explosive. And I feel like this is one of those moments in the track that just comes alive through syncopation. It kind of catches you off balance, and it just gives this track that kind of extra energy and oomph.
3: Yeah, I could see that. And I think every single part of the song is so rhythmically distinct. I Mm. I feel like Ricky Reed delivered exactly what Liza was asking for.
2: Totally. One of the things that makes this track sound so old school is the way that all of the instruments are kind of layered together into this rich tapestry of sound. And when we hit the chorus, we seem to hear everything at once. Mm. Give me some of the instruments y'all are hearing here. Bass. Charlie. Yeah. Flute. Yeah. Rihanna. Drums. Charlie. Tar. Rihanna. Piano. Charlie. Shakers or tambourines? Yeah. I'm reaching here. <laughs>
1: it's about damn
2: time. All right. That's enough. That's enough. You, y'all, did, y'all did real good, though. I'm, I'm proud of you. Now, after the chorus comes the moment that I think has been going viral on TikTok, when we get this kind of spoken word rap breakdown.
1: In a minute i am going a woman to pump me up Feeling fussy, walking in my Trying to bring out the fabulous
2: And I feel like that's just a classic Lizzo move at this point
3: Her songs always seem to blow up on social media Whether it be for lyrics or the rhythm And I, I think the song is incredibly catchy And I think that has to contribute to part of why It's been so omnipresent on any social media platform
0: Rihanna, absolutely, the production here is so... Immaculate, every little moment responds to the next one, right? So when she says fabulous, we get the guitar mimics the fabulous rhythm.
1: <laughs>
0: and then there's all these just like little call and response moments to her rap and the production changes to meet her rhythm.
1: I give a fuck,
2: much. Need like two shots in my cup. It's so fulfilling. I think there's one more musical aspect that makes this song sound so effective and gives it that kind of old school retro vibe. It's not just the groove. It's not just the instrumentation that we've talked about. It's also the harmonies. Like the very first chord we start with in this song is a slash chord. Mm. And I don't mean it's like played by Guns and Roses. <laughs> a slash from Guns and Roses. <laughs> I mean it's. Two chords combined with one another. The reason it's called a slash chord is because when it's written, you see one chord and then a slash and then another chord. It's like two Mm -hmm. chords combined. (laughs) The very first chord we hear is a B-flat minor triad. And that's like a very kind of standard, typical sound. But then we take that B-flat minor chord and we add a bass note that doesn't belong to the chord at all. In this case, it's an E-flat. And then when we combine that E-flat and that B-flat minor triad, we get this whole new sonority. It's the slash chord.
0: Crunchy. Yeah.
2: That's something new. Something new is coming out. To me, that's like luscious and rich and so redolent of this moment that we've been talking about from the 70s and the 80s. I mean, just to pick one Mm. of like probably thousands of examples we could use, I think of a song like Michael Jackson's Rock With You. you. you That moment when he sings Sunlight. Mm. and it's so good i mean it's just like sounds amazing and it's because i think he's using two slash chords there so michael jackson or really the songwriter rod temperton could have just used triads here but instead he takes those triads and he adds bass notes that don't belong to the chords at all and then when you combine the two Again, you get this magical slash chord sonority, and it literally, to me, sounds like sunlight.
1: It's
0: like the song has been shaded with clouds, and then the clouds part, and then sunlight,
2: boom, boom,
0: just pops right out.
2: It's a really rich, distinct sound that you might not realize that you're hearing on this Lizzo track, but from the very first note, you are getting these slash chords that immediately put you in this moment of the 70s and the 80s. And then when you add all the instrumentation we were talking about, it just becomes this, like, kind of of out-of-time moment. One little thing they do is, I love how they use the piano in this track. There's just, like, sometimes they just have one piano note, but it's such a good piano note. It's not the high note. It's not even the middle low note. It's like that real deep bottom (laughs) end of the piano, and it sounds so good. So to me, About Damn Time is really continuing the sound that Lizzo established on her previous album in, in a really excellent way, like, I think it's quite exemplary. But there's some moments on this album that I think stretch beyond what we might anticipate from her. Mm. And one of the songs that stands out in that respect to me is Coldplay. I mean, before Lizzo's vocal even comes in, there's like a lot to break down here. (laughs) Rihanna, I saw your eyebrows go up. What were you hearing there?
3: I'm hearing a sample, it seems, of Coldplay's classic Yellow. Look at the
1: stars.
3: Look
1: how they shine.
2: yes it's chris martin himself <laughs> sped up to this almost like kind of childlike tone mm-hmm. i mean getting that sample in the first place is pretty impressive i don't think many yeah. people could score a cold play sample Lizzo had to ask chris martin permission directly and he gave it
0: what a flex to play just a tiny little bit of it too it's like the song isn't even based off that sample it's just kind of there it's like here's a reminder cold play yellow And then move on to
2: the rest of the song. And then to call the song Coldplay at that, even though that (laughs) has like no other reference to any of the lyrics.
3: It's really smart.
2: Oh, I totally agree, Rihanna. This song is gonna get a lot of clicks for that reason. But also because of another sample. The piano groove that kicks this off is sampled from Kel Chris and Chris Key's track Sudden Death. And Lizzo uses this like really moving combination of the sped-up Coldplay song and this Kel Chris Chris Keys sample to give us, I think, one of the more kind of unadorned and direct performances that we've heard from her. Like, there's no kind of memeable lines here. There's no clever turns of phrase. It's just, like, pretty emotionally open and honest. Her vocal matches it. I find this really powerful and a kind of, in some ways, welcome departure from that familiar Lizzo sound.
3: It's kind of like a bait-and-switch. Like, (laughs) I I feel like she drops the sample at the beginning of the song trying to lure you in. You're thinking, oh, okay, this is going to be... Uh, a play on Coldplay, right? No pun intended. But once you start listening to the song, it's actually a really sweet meditation on relationships.
2: Mm. Elsewhere in the album, Lizzo is back on her grind. On the song Girls with Three Rs, she gives us another sample, this time from the Beastie Boys. And we're kind of back to this mode of like empowerment anthem with catchy hooks and memorable lyrics. No. While the song might sound kind of light and fluffy on the outside, this is the song that plunged Lizzo into controversy and backlash and actually led her to re-recording the track. We're going to get into all that after the break.
0: This is exciting. Support for Switched on Pop comes from Vibe Check. If you were an Intuit fan and you are missing Sam Sanders, then have no fear. He's back with another great pod called Vibe Check. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture. From Elon Musk and foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup to Usher's Super Bowl halftime show, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. They're currently doing a series called Hey Sis, where they're highlighting the compelling stories of black women and their achievements. They're being joined by special guests Regina King, Audie Cornish, Raquel Willis, and more. Vibecheck is your favorite group chat come to life. You can join the weekly Kiki every Wednesday. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. Can't believe Sam made me say Kiki.
2: Before we dive into the second half of today's episode, I just want to offer a heads up that we're going to be talking about how artists have dealt with regrets that they have around using offensive language in their songs, and some of that language does show up in this episode. When we listen to Lizzo's track, Girls Now, when I play it from Spotify at least, this is what we hear in the first verse.
1: Hold my bag, bitch. Hold my back. Do you see this shit?
2: We hear her say, hold me back. But if we had heard the original release of this song, she would have said, I'm about to spaz. Mm. That lyric created an online controversy. People like the disability advocate, Hannah Diviney tweeted that the word is an ableist slur. She said, my disability, cerebral palsy, is literally classified as spastic diplesia. Your new song makes me pretty angry and sad. Lizzo did something maybe surprising. She re-recorded the song. She made a statement, quote, Let me make one thing clear. I never want to promote derogatory language. As a fat black woman in America, I've had many hurtful words used against me, so I overstand the power words can have, whether intentionally or, in my case, unintentionally unquote and so now when we stream the song on spotify we don't hear that word we hear a new version of the song that lizzo recorded where she says hold me hold back. It back
1: do you see this shit? hold me back I'm about
2: to... i think it's really important that lizzo did
0: that both for the sake of raising awareness of people who might be unaware of ableist language but also because her message is so much about empowerment and i think of her rise as a major celebrity figure has been the connection to her being a a very positive figure in pop music.
3: Something like this reminds me a lot of Kanye West's album, Life of Pablo, where it was being updated in real time. And and there were no slurs that he had to re-record. but I feel like he established a precedent for going back to an already released album, refixing, in his words, a song like Wolves, and then re-releasing it out into the world.
2: Rihanna, I'm so glad you said that because I found it really interesting that a lot of people took issue with the fact that Lizzo re-recorded the song. They said, no, you have to be true to your artistry. You can't be censored by fans. Like, why wouldn't you want to just put music out there that made people feel good and not bad? And secondly, it's like, it's not like this hasn't been happening going back to Kanye West and even further back. Even the song that Lizzo samples here, Girls by the Beastie Boys... Has some incredibly offensive lyrics itself. Later, the BC Boys were so embarrassed and mortified by these lyrics that they made multiple public apologies for them. They've never performed the song live, (laughs) and in the track "Sure Shot," they even kind of make a mea culpa.
3: Man, I find that really funny because I always thought Girls was kind of campy. Like, I I thought that was intentional. (laughs) Like, because I've been listening to that song since I was a kid and I was always like, yeah, like, it's ironic. But I I really appreciate them, I guess, remedying those, (laughs) those terribly offensive lyrics. Because Beastie Boys are inherently offensive. Like I I have a Beastie Boys shirt that on the back in big block letters says, get off my dick. So I feel like that's part of their ethos as a band.
2: My sense is that in that song and in other songs where like they used the F word to refer to gay people, they just felt that they had crossed a line that they weren't comfortable with. But what's interesting is they didn't have the option that Lizzo has. They couldn't at that time just re-record and re-release their song and just have it disappear from streaming platforms. People were buying these on vinyl and CD and cassette tape. And you can't just kind of, you know, replace a song (laughs) with new lyrics that way.
0: Send Santa Claus down everyone's chimney, take the vinyl, put the new (laughs) record down.
2: After this controversy embroiled Lizzo's song, a number of outlets like Billboard, Too Fab, and BuzzFeed created lists of other artists who have also gone back and changed offensive lyrics in their songs. And I thought we could listen to a few of these that I think are pretty remarkable, and maybe even ones that you haven't even noticed or thought of before. The first is from a favorite of Charlie and I's, Taylor Swift. One of her early songs, Picture to Burn. This is what the original sounded like. So go and tell your friends that
3: I'm obsessive and crazy, that's fine. I'll tell mine you're gay.
1: And by the way...
2: <laughs> go and tell your friends that I'm obsessive and crazy, that's fine. I'll tell mine you're gay. I guess that played okay in country music in the early 2000s. Yikes.
3: It reminds me of of Katy Perry's not so hit, You're So Gay.
2: (laughs) Right. And maybe also Billie Eilish's Wish You Were Gay. Yeah. And I don't know how those artists feel about their songs, but Taylor Swift must have had second thoughts because she re-recorded Picture to Burn to sound like this. And if you go listen to the song on Spotify or other streaming services,
0: that's what you'll hear. Wait, so that's not the Taylor version recording, as she's been going back and recording all of her songs because she doesn't own the Masters. You're saying that even the original
2: recording has been replaced? Yes. Michael Jackson, again, his song, They Don't Care About Us, on the original version of the song, this is what Michael Jackson said. Yikes. Ooh, wow. Now, there was a lot of backlash when that song was released. Michael Jackson defended himself. He said, how can these lyrics be offensive? I'm not racist. <laughs> Ooh. That's the worst card in the deck. I know. That's but that's a go-to for po-
3: people that are actually racist.
2: <laughs> now, this was before streaming technology existed. So Michael Jackson had to go out and distribute updated physical copies of his album, actually print new cassettes and CDs with the following
1: change.
2: Rihanna, you're dumbfounded.
3: I have listened to this song so many times, and I always just thought that was a production choice. I didn't know there was actual intention behind it because it does obstruct the lyrics. And I, I don't know. I always thought that was an intentional move from the beginning.
2: I know, it's a really interesting choice. So he's like, I'm not going to re-record this, but we're just going to put in these weird distorted sounds over the lyrics and they're just going to obscure them. So it's not even a re-recording,
0: it's an after-the-fact production choice that's almost the equivalent of a song being played on MTV that then had to be beeped because of curse words on it.
2: Another artist who met some censure for their lyrics was Lady Gaga in the song Born This Way. Sorry, Rihanna. We know that you are the number one
0: Gaga fan on the planet.
3: Nate, I'm surprised the Lady Gaga selection you chose was born this way and not the song that's directly named after a derogatory slur for Roma people.
2: Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Rihanna. And there's probably a lot to say about that. But until Gaga or someone else does a re-recording of that, I think we have to listen to the original Born This Way. Church.
3: Don't be a drag, just be a queen, whether you're broke or evergreen. Your black, white face, show legislation, your Lebanese, you're Orient,
1: whether like disabilities.
2: Rihanna did a full face palm, and I think that's the reaction that many Gaga stands and casual fans alike felt upon hearing that
3: yeah me and all my roommates are all little monsters and we were watching her old tour videos the other night and every time that she said that lyric we all were kind of like oh come on (laughs) and we were we were discussing we were like we're seeing her in a few months is she going to perform that lyric live we don't know
2: maybe she'll perform the version that Orville Peck did on the Born This Way 10th Anniversary Edition. No
0: matter case, or bi, lesbian, transgender life, I'm on the right track, baby, I was born to survive. No matter black, white, or beige, Asian, or Latin, next mate, I'm on the right track, baby, I was born to be brave. I'm in my wake,
2: I love that Orville Peck version of the song and it signals to me how we're constantly revising songs we're rewriting them we're reharmonizing them we're coming up with new lyrics to reflect our changing times and perhaps our earned wisdom so props to Lizzo for redoing her song Girls and You know, I think I challenge everyone out there to find the songs that they take an issue with and see if they can't come up with their own new lyrics. Like, there's this George Gershwin song called How Long Has This Been Going On? And I think it's one of the most beautiful songs in history. But there's this one lyric in the bridge that always bums me out.
1: How long has this been going on? Oh, I feel that I could melt into heaven. I'm heard. I know how Columbus felt, finding another world.
2: I mean, that's sung so beautifully by Ella Fitzgerald. But that line, I know how Columbus felt finding another world. It's just like, no, that's not what happened. I mean, you could just be honest. How Columbus stole the world? I, I was thinking about that, Charlie. But I kind of want to keep the original intent of the lyrics. So uh, how about we sub in someone else? Maybe Maria Mitchell, who discovered Mitchell's Comet. In 1847, I know how Maria Mitchell felt, finding another world.
3: That has a good ring to it.
2: That's a, now that's a song. So <laughs> so everyone out there listening, go find the songs with the lyrics that you can't stand and give them new ones and tag us in them on Twitter, Instagram, or email us. I, I really want to hear what y'all come up with.
3: Katy Perry's You're So Gay, I'm Coming For You. <laughs>
0: Switched on Pop is produced by Rihanna Cruz, engineered by Brandon McFarland, edited by Jolie Myers, illustrations by Iris Gottlieb, community management by Abby Barr. Our executive producers are Nishat Kerwa and Hannah Rosen, a member of the Vox Media Podcast Network and a production of Vulture.
3: Check out more episodes of our show anywhere you get podcasts or alternatively on our website, switchedonpop.com. Hit us up on Twitter or on Instagram at switchedonpop and tell us your lyrical rewrites.
2: We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, breaking down the album of the moment. Of course, it's Beyonce's renaissance, and we're gonna be doing that with a very special guest. Also, in our last episode, Charlie said we would be talking about Demi Lovato this week. Obviously, that didn't happen, but stay tuned because Rihanna will bring us the Demi content you've been waiting for in just a few short weeks.
3: Lovatics, get ready.
2: Lovotics <laughs> <laughs> unite. And until then, Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.
0: Support for Switch on Pop comes from Vibe Check. If you need more of my friend Sam Sanders in your life, then you'll want to check out his new pod called Vibe Check. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford. Make sense of what's going on in the news and culture, from foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup. Every Wednesday they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. It's like your favorite group chat come to life. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You're at a place you just discovered, and being an American Express Platinum Card member with global dining access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. <laughs> Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.